0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Kajabi Edge Podcast, where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you an edge on Kajabi. I'm your host, Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience, and today we are joined by Tristan Gatto, founder and creator of Yoga Prehab. How is it going today, Tristan?
1: Good, good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you.
0: And you're coming to us live, you said, from Mexico, right?
1: Yeah, Tulum, Mexico.
0: Well, it's live to me, not live to anyone (laughs) listening to this, but (laughs) it sounds cool to say coming to us live, though. Yeah, Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Even though it's not the Tulum vibes are coming through.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, I'm also in a tropical location. I'm in Hawaii. So we are we share that. Well, uh, this is, of course, not about Mexico or Hawaii. This is all about you and your story. So just in kind of traditional Kajabi Edge podcast format, maybe you could give us kind of just a 15 second elevator pitch of who you are and what you do today.
1: Yeah, I've been a physical therapy professional and celebrity yoga trainer for 10 years. I've worked with companies like Procter & Gamble, Capital Records, uh, celebrities like Suzanne Summers. I help people to get out of pain faster than any other method out there. I found a way to take elements of yoga and blend them with physical therapy. So I say it's physical therapy meets yoga or vice versa. Just because I I tend to do a lot of working in three different phases because some people are in wanting the prevention phase some people the recovery because they're recovering from an injury or chronic pain. And then I have other clients that I work with that are looking for longevity. So the people who are 50 and up, who are starting to see the changes in their body, but they're still super active, playing tennis, playing golf, but they're just noticing those changes. For us in our 30s, we're noticing like, oh, wow, I don't recover as fast as I did in my 20s. So every decade kind of allows you to morph and change your recipe for movement. And that's what I help people do over time. So both with my online courses and also with my one-to-one trainings, because we really just tailor and hand create your movement recipe and also looking at lifestyle-wise, diet, morning routines, things like that, and stuff that gets in the way of being consistent with a movement practice that's going to take you through the decades as your body begins to age and change.
0: Okay. Well, as we were chatting like a little bit um, before this, it sounds like this journey was not necessarily the the path that was written for you from the gate, out the gate. So maybe tell us a little bit about the Genesis, like where you started um, and how you made it here ultimately.
1: I mean, I was supposed to be Britney Spears, but that's a whole different story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I grew up uh, outside of Buffalo, New York, and um, my family's from Sicily. My dad owned two restaurants and a bakery. So I grew up in that environment around food. Like Entrepreneurship was never like... I didn't grow up being like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm like, no, I'm going to be a pop star. My family's like, go to school. I'm like, no, I'm going to be a singer. Like, watch me. And, um, you know, I, I grew up taking like leftover bread dough from like the byproducts of my parents, making the stuff that they needed to do for the market. And, um, I would make like little mini breads and pull apart dinner rolls and I would go sell those at the market. So that now later on, like three decades later, it's like, Oh, that was like the first beginnings of entrepreneurship. Just didn't even know that. Um, but I ended up graduating high school early. I got jobs as a singer dancer right out of, uh, high school. So I've been on my own since I was 16. Um, I had a 10 year career as a singer dancer and, um, I was on cruise ships and tours and was gonna, um, was auditioning for record labels. And I just got to a point where I was just so burnt out and I didn't want to move to LA when I was 24 and then like do that struggle life. And I just didn't have it in me at that point, not at 24, not knowing yourself, you're still, you know, you haven't even reached like your maturation of your brain at that point. So I ended up, Speaking to my sister, who's a physical therapist, and she's like, "Why don't you go to school for physical therapy?" And then tossed it around, and then finally, I just i I pulled the trigger, and um, my parents have a home in um, Florida, a vacation home, so I moved down there and started my prerequisites for my physical therapy program, and then graduated, got into yoga because um, that was like kind of my saving grace because it was kind of suffering a death leaving the performing industry when you made a lot of money, and I mean, I did like seven shows a week and was making great money. And I'm on a cruise ship going to like exotic locations. And now I'm like waiting tables at night and schlepping through school. And your your brain is just... You're using your brain and your your efforts in such a different way. And it's not instant gratification. So I think that also set me up for entrepreneurship because a lot of times it is an instant gratification. You do a lot behind the scenes that people don't see in order to get to that sale or having to go back through and research and look at your And really dig in, especially when you're not raised in a, like a business administration degree or anything like that. Like I know how to fix bodies and I know how to teach yoga. So I had to like, you know, I'm the entrepreneur. Part is go on that side eventually. But um, I was working in clinics and yoga studios right out of school and my teacher training. I kind of like graduated my PT program, went right into my teacher training, got my license. Like I had to sit for my boards during my teacher training, which was insane. And then finished the teacher training, got my license. Then I was doing both and then teaching yoga workshops on anatomy and biomechanics. And that was just really my bag of, of teaching, you know, how do we move? Like what muscles do what, like, how do we, how do we move in a way that creates growth and it's not hindering us? Cause you know, yoga can kind of go the opposite way where you're seeing a lot of labral tears, you're seeing hypermobility happening. And there's not been a balance between increasing range of motion, but also increasing stability and strength. So it's kind of, we went, it was during that, that hype when Instagram was coming out and then all the yoga instructors were coming out online and everybody was like, (laughs) (laughs) and like, and it's not reality because not everybody's bodies move like that. I think, and it's finding permission to move your body in a way that wherever you're at, that's the right recipe for now. And it will evolve over time because we're an adaptive species. We're meant to survive. So, um I ended up working with a like popular yoga instructor um who's big online and then she ended up moving to LA. I wanted to get out of Florida. I moved to LA and then we both ended up releasing courses on Daily Om and that's when everything really took off for me. Like my courses blew up on Daily Om. That allowed me more revenue to start building up my own platform. And the sad part of the journey is is like I I went with cuz you you don't know, you're new to entrepreneur journey and and building out your own platforms. And so somebody's like, Oh, do WordPress, not to poo-poo on WordPress. But I just had ended up having so many problems with plugins not playing well together. And you're just spending so much money on developers to try to fix the problems. And you get things going, you get funnels going, and then you got to shut them down because you're having so many errors. So you launch something and you know how much goes into that. You're excited. There's so much energy behind it. You're like, Oh, these sales pages look great. And then you test the fun and it's working and you you put the ads behind it. And then all of a sudden it craps the bed because of technology. So I've had a lot of heartbreak in the entrepreneur journey and, and hit that wall many times where I'm like, maybe I should just go back into the clinic and not do this anymore. Because this is like ripping my soul apart. Because <laughs> also when you're a, you're a person who is like a recovering people pleaser, and you're also like a perfectionist, when those things come, I mean, it just guts you. So I mean, the biggest thing in entrepreneurship, it's not for the faint of heart. And you have to be really flexible. Like, for instance, I just got back on a trip and I haven't had internet for a week and a half. I'm I'm literally piggybacking on my neighbors' <laughs> internet. <laughs> wow. Because I'm because because Telmex is taking forever to get here. And they're like, no, we came and nobody was home. I was like, nobody showed up. We don't have you on the security logs. So it's You know, who are you when you're faced with these, this adversity as an entrepreneur? And, you know, how flexible can you be? What practices and what things do you have in place to keep you on the straight and narrow and know what your why is and why you keep showing up? Especially sometimes when you aren't guaranteed to get paid or make money or that whatever you're launching, it could be a sales page, it could be a funnel. You could be like, man, this looks so good. It looks so great. You spent money, you spent time. It's all this sweat equity. And then it's like, (sniffs) Yeah. And then it, you get a little like blip and you're like, oh, little glimmer of hope. And then I think you just have to kind of like move with the flow of it. So it's never just been like a straight overnight success story. It's never been like this. It's been like, <laughs> of course. And, and everybody's like, it looks like you're doing so well, though, on the outside, you live in Tulum, Mexico. And I'm like, in some ways, yes, in some respects. But then, you know, behind the scenes is when you're like, oh, my God, this is so much work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, What am I doing with my life? But then you turn around and I'm like, I couldn't imagine. Imagine doing anything else or working for yeah. somebody again. Yeah. Um, I think we're just really wired a whole different way when you're a true entrepreneur. So you, you listen to all these like big wig um, marketers and people are like, Oh, you got to outsource. You've got to like delegate and this and that. And so the other part of that, that you don't always hear is what do you do when you've like, you've done that. And then you have freelancers who are expecting you to pay them, but aren't delivering. The way that they're supposed to. And the time that it goes into, A, try to correctify the situation with that person. And then B, turn around and be like, okay, this isn't working anymore. And that, that in itself, when you're a sensitive person, that can be really tough to deal with because it's managing people. But then you're like, I just spent all this time, all this energy training this person. And that's taking time out of my day. I'm like, wow, I could have just done this myself because this really didn't get me any further. It just cut into my profits more. So it's really hard not to sometimes get a little bitter with it. And then you're like, great. Now I got to get back up on like Upwork or Fiverr and start looking for somebody else and go through the same song and dance. So that's what I'm saying. It's like not for the faint of heart because you get something going, you're in a, you're in a flow and then somebody's not doing what they're supposed to. Now you got to go chase and babysit somebody. And we're like, we're grown adults. It's like, come on people. So what I loved about going over to Kajabi, which I wish I would have known about it like three, four years ago. But it came at the right time. I was ready for it. the The budget was ready for it. Um, it allowed me so much more control of my business and more um, creative freedom. Like I can build out my sales pages. I've built out everything. I'm not a super super technological person. I mean, we used EMRs, um, electronic medical recording, you know, for for patient notes. I'm pretty savvy technology wise, but that's a whole different training and mindset the the web development aspect of it even just like graphics learning canva learning uh i've taught myself filming editing adobe premiere pro all these different things to wear all these different hats as an entrepreneur and i'm doing it all myself so everything you see with my website it's all me all the copywriting all the branding all the designing (laughs) like all the color choices all of it has been me all the courses i have 18 courses on the market that I put out in 5 years, and all of it was done myself, pretty much. Amazing. Amazing. um, (laughs) Luckily, I can do some of those things, but it's really hard to, as an entrepreneur, to trust other people with your business. It's your baby. It's like a child. So... Um, when you find a good in, good uh, freelancer, you hang on to them and you you take good care of them. But you've had to. Um, the best advice I got was hire slow, fire fast. <laughs> so I'm like, if it's not coming up to par, because you know a lot of people want a top dollar, and and I'm like, but your efforts and your delivery needs to match that revenue. Cause it would be like, I wouldn't have a job as a physical therapist if I was crap and I wasn't getting good results. Like they wouldn't hire me. I would be fired like that. So it's, it's the same with that. So that's been the ups and downs. What I've loved about going to Kajabi was the amount of freedom and the peace that I have in my life. Yes. It's from a financial perspective, it's more perceived as expensive but in the flexibility and in the ability for me to change things, to tweak things. I think in the long run, when you look at it five, 10 years down the road, you have way, way, way more, um, peace in your life. And how much does your peace cost you? (laughs) you like, you can go with the cheaper option, but you've got way more headache than going with like the option that's more premium, a little bit more, but I'll tell you the game changer for me, um, I think as an entrepreneur, sometimes if you don't know how to do something, especially when you're more of like a perfectionist person like me, it can stop you cold in your tracks and you will resist it and avoid it and procrastinate and be like, I'm just going to go over here. I'm like, you go and numb out and watch like binge watch Netflix. And you're like, yeah, I should be working on that funnel, but I don't really know what I'm doing. And I don't know if this is even going to work because it kind of worked before, but it didn't. And then um, the game changer was uh, having the access calls those... I set up a couple of uh, strategies with um, Will. And let me tell you, they're working. I'm gaining organic um, email leads. Like I'm getting uh, the lead capture. The ones that we set up through emails, they've been working. It, it's all word of mouth. And I'm finding that's just such a beautiful way to do things because that's how I've actually gained clients. I haven't been really out there like pushing hard on social media or um, doing ads and things like that. It's all all kind of been, Hey, check out this guy. Hey. And I think that's kind of the best way because that social proof and us trusting our friends, like, Oh, you got to try this product or, Oh, you've got to try this. And you're like, Oh, okay. Cause you really trust the judgment of the people closest to us. And, um, so just those access calls, in a really small way gave me more confidence and more um, assuredness to move forward. And I was like, how was I never taking advantage of these? I think I had like five credits built up and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I need to use these, but I'm so glad I did because when I relaunched my um, website through Kajabi, I just finally did that after a year of being on Kajabi and going between WordPress, like WordPress was the face because that was already built out. And I just moved everybody. I housed all the courses instead because with LearnDash and all the plugins, I was just, it was just issues. Um, but I finally moved the face of my website over to Kajabi recently and built everything out myself. And it was such a beautiful sense of um, accomplishment and confidence that it built in me as an entrepreneur. And to know like, if it's not working and I need to get more coaching, I know how to go in and change it. Or I know how to coach my VA to go in and change X, Y, and Z because she's familiar with the Kajabi kajabi platform because we know how everything's set up and i can go in and and actually direct her on everything through a loom video and it's done and i can run my business because i know my business and kajabi makes it a lot easier for you to know your business so i probably had i not made the leap my business probably would have been done because i've been so close many times to just going back making that nine to five like great money especially now after pandemic they're Paying physical therapists crazy money to come in and fill in for certain locations like schools and and um, skilled nursing facilities and things like that. You know the travel contracts are the the money is enticing. You're like, but I'm like, oh, but I live in Tulum, Mexico. So which one do you want? Do you want to go back to California or do you want to like you know make your business work? So anyway, that's that's the downfalls and the the. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i'm, I'm curious like uh, in terms of just like getting that that traction going from zero to one you mentioned that like it was you kind of started off with your course during a, a phase of kind of like there was a big industry left to it did you do you feel like in any way like i guess did that um catapult you off with your course or did you um run into any challenges even just getting that course launched and in front of people
1: so i was i was lucky because i started with daily ohm so you know- know, that's a company that has thousands upon thousands of dollars and, and multiple people working for them. I mean, it's a big company. They have hundreds upon hundreds of courses. So they have money to move around and start putting out Facebook ads. So where we really took off was Facebook ads with them. They, I kind of handled them the course and they handled the marketing, but I mean, I created everything. I edit, I had to have everything edited, copy written, like all of it done packaged and then give to them. Now I, you know, I made royalties based with that and it was and it worked and it was a great relationship and then the market shifted and they shifted how they were doing things and then it just wasn't aligned with me anymore so i ended up taking my content back and then putting it on my own site just because like when you start to look at profits compared to like i I just saw the light at the end of the tunnel i was just kind of like okay i think this was just really good for where it was and then it was like a, a decline that i kind of intuitively felt coming and i was like in that time i knew to build out my own platform so i mean i probably could have saved thousands upon thousands of dollars had i like had kajabi sooner but um you know here we are and i'm grateful that i'm where i'm at right now because all that taught me how to be here so it's kind of like letting go of the past and just being like well anything worthwhile is never easy to learn. Um, but I I wonder where we're headed as far as online info courses because of like pandemic, like everybody's online now. Everybody wants to be online because I was already set up. So I was still doing the same thing I was always doing. But then it was like, there's this main rush of everybody to the market. And so now certain markets are getting saturated. So I think you're having to find different areas of how to be seen and who you're going to connect with. And I think you even really have to niche down and and you also have to in a roundabout way like figure out who you're actually speaking to and attracting. I think it's just figuring out how you can be seen out in the world again. I know we have like things like like TikTok and reels. And you know, it's hard to be like in your 30s and feel like, oh God, another platform that I have to keep up with and learn. And <laughs> it can be really intimidating. And it can kind of like stop you before you even start. And it's for me, it's all a mental game, right? Like it's remapping in my brain like how I look at social media and my relationship with it my relationship with my business. And why am I doing what I'm doing? If I'm just out to make money, well, that's only going to go so far and I'm going to end up miserable. So it's like, let that be secondary. Like Let's get back to who am I talking to? Who am I serving? Who am I helping? And that in turn has started to reinvigorate me in my creativity side. And wanting to put out other content and shooting. Like, I have a beautiful private rooftop that I shoot my videos on, Tulum Terraza sessions with Tristan. I'm starting to release some of those on YouTube because I have 6,000 subscribers there that I don't do anything with. Like, it's just sitting because I just wanted to build out my home base, which now Kajabi and now I see everything's working. When people go to that, they trust it. They know who it's for and who I'm speaking to because I got really clear on that. I'm um, doing this, uh, building a story brand. And and um, listening to other entrepreneurs like Gary Vee and, you know, like like the heavy hitters. And you just take those pieces. But um, it's easy to just go in and refine my message with Kajabi. So now that the home base is set, it's n- my main next phase is just getting out in the world and talking and educating and doing what I do best instead of just always plugging holes in my business and trying to patch things. So <laughs> I don't know if that answers yeah. your question. I'm kind of like talking in circles, but...
0: No, it's 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 a lot of really great, great info and I think it's it's kind of inspiring too, just to think about like also being like very close in age to you. And I think about like social platforms, how resistant I've been and like thinking through it's just the change of mindset. And like even this podcast, like being like vulnerable in front of the audience for a moment, like I don't I didn't ever anticipate that I would be hosting a podcast because I'm not naturally like the, the type of person that wants to get out there and have my voice on the mic. But that change of mindset can completely change the trajectory of any any venture, whether it's just a personal goal, an entrepreneurial endeavor. Um, I'm curious, just any other, like, I guess, mindset related things that helped you ultimately make it to where you're at today?
1: Um a lot of drugs and partying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um I in this year in this last year I um decided, you know, mental health is so important especially after pandemia, so I got a really great therapist in LA. Um I'm a big proponent for people having oh, <laughs> Yay. Internet. <laughs> so um, these are the things like being yeah. flexible so, and being like, namaste. Sure. <laughs> um, I'm a big proponent for mental health. Uh, when I work with my clients, I really look at, I'm like, what are you doing every day? What's your relationships with different things, your people around you, food, all of that. And I, I can't be giving people advice if I'm not doing it myself because it's just not within my integrity. So finding a great therapist, that was a game changer for me, really getting into journaling and expressing myself through writing because i've always just been a writer anyway um doing doing other coursework on like magnetism and energetics and learning how to actually like remap my subconscious and um working on self-worth and also correcting things from the past like i grew up a gay boy in a very small town with people making fun of me telling me i would never be anything i would never be a singer i'd never be a dancer i'd never be famous and i'm like (laughs) boom watch me watch me (laughs) and i did it i was like uh worked with celebrities i've made i've met every a-lister i've ever wanted mine there's a few still on the the roster but i'm like i'm manifesting that but i mean to be able to work with huge companies and these things just showed up in my world so to move to a country where i don't speak the language where you know i'm having to go through residency and do all these things that most of us don't do if we live in the states like you don't have to fill out these kind of like paperwork and go to immigration and learn and now learning a new language learning spanish at 36 years old. Um, it's opening my mind in different ways. And I think the biggest thing with entrepreneurship, flexibility. You've gotta be flexible. And and also forgiving, forgiving of yourself for not knowing, forgiving for like messing up. And also celebrating the small successes. That's a really big thing. And I love having a therapist that helps me to do that because she's like, you know, you're really hard on yourself a lot. And I think there's so many of us entrepreneurs who are high level thinkers, high level performers, overachievers and we go, 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 go. And we gotta we gotta 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 I mean, I come from an Italian family where it's like if you're not doing something every second of the day, like what's your worth, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And it's like literally unprogramming out of that now to where I can enjoy my life, and my life isn't just about work; it is just one facet. So I think you have to be able to, as an entrepreneur, step into work, be fully in it, and then know when to step out of it, or else you will go crazy, and you're going to hate the process, and you're going to hate your life, and and you're it's just going to all implode on you after a while. Like how many. of us as entrepreneurs can shake our head when we're talking about entrepreneur uh, burnout you're like yep and when you're waking up every day and you're like oh my god i don't want to do this like i just want to go lay on the beach but then you do like the reward system like as a kid well if you do your chores you can go to the beach (laughs) So it's like going in and you have to almost reparent yourself too, because everything from your past will start to come forward into your business too. And it starts to shape your entire experience of your business. And in turn, that, um, what's the word that like leaks into your customers and into like even the products you create. So when you're looking at energetics, you you have to be really conscious about where is this coming from? Whose voice is this? Like all of those things, because it's our old programming that comes up and then we push it forward, even if we want to serve that, that can sometimes hinder breaking through that next seal or that next level. So I knew that was something I had to do personally for me. If I really want to take this to the next level, I'm hitting like kind of the glass ceiling right now with a few things with just my business in itself. And it, and it is like, get, get your butt up and get on TikTok. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be a beautiful thing. Just be out there in the world and moving and shaking. You'll learn as you go, but it's that old, like, Nope. It's got to be like this, like that OCD kind of control. I it, Entrepreneurship is definitely teaching me to be flexible and less controlling, which is so hard.
0: I'm curious, like for you, uh, I don't I don't know that there's a right or wrong answer to this, but you were describing kind of separating like a little bit of the work from like just your your personal life. And for you, is the is the work actually teaching the courses or is the work doing the marketing and like the business side of things?
1: So now, you know, I think it went in phases because you know i had to build out all these products so then it i you know every everything i've created for yoga prehab is like 14 day spinal reset that sold 56000 copies plus on daily ohm. that's a, that was a that was a number one overcoming body stiffness which now i offer as my lead in um for people to come into my world because it kind of that's where i would want any client to start is here are all the techniques to create more mobility and more freedom in your feet and and really going from the feet all the way up to the crown because everything has to be done in steps. You can't, st- you can't skip around and skip steps. So now that all my products are built out, well, what was the main problem I need to solve when well, my platform is killing me to death. So shift the platform. Okay, cool. I've shifted over to Kajabi. I know how to use the emails. I know how to build out my pipelines. Cool. I know how to build sales pages. Great. That's done. Now I can start testing stuff. So now that that's set up, I can start playing with different techniques that I'm learning, um, changing. How I speak, changing how I market through like story brand stuff, other techniques that I learned. And then you just have to experiment and it's trial and error. And the the mantra I have lately is try, try, try again. Cause I'm the one person that's, if it doesn't take off within my expectation, I'm like, well, F this. I'm, 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 I'm so sick of this. Why does this have to be so hard? And you just start going down like the entrepreneur like rabbit hole. So yeah, if it doesn't take off within your expectations, then I like want to give up. I'm like, Oh, like this is always, this always ends this way. Like, why does it have to be so hard? Why can't this just work? And you know, I'm for me now it's a reprogramming of seeing the opportunity in those many failures. Cause you know, somebody's like, Oh, you learn from your failures. You see it in every like success book. but I'm like, what does failure even look like for each one of us? It's different. So I'm like, Oh, a failure could be like, Oh, it didn't exceed failure. And did it exceed your expectations? Two different yeah. things. And I'm realizing yes. that because this is all psychology. It's all like you. And, um. Uh, um, I think now that all the products are built out, I know what goes with what, and I package courses together. And where do I want to take somebody? I'm, I'm literally, I sit back a lot, and it's almost daily. I'm looking at if somebody's coming in the door this way, like how, where do I want to take them based on whatever symptoms, whatever issues they're coming up against? Because truthfully, I'm trying to save people a lot of money and get out of the claws of the medical system because it's broken. It sucks. That's why I'm not in the clinic anymore. I'm, I'm tired of insurance insurance company is dictating how I treat your body, how I work with you. Because I can only treat your neck, but I know I need to work on your feet and your hip because that's what throwing off the, the upper chain. But we can't work like that. I would need 3 or 4 different separate orders from your doctor in order to treat those parts. And you're going to be in therapy for months and months and spending thousands in co-pays. I'm pays like, Or you can spend a few hundred bucks and have something you ha- can keep for a lifetime and go back to it anytime you need. And then if you need extra support, we work one-on-one. I'm right here. I'm online. That's the beauty of it. And I can look at you from top to bottom, take you through some movements and I can assess it all. And boom, we're I've got you on the right path. And so every time I've worked with somebody, my clients tend to just stick with me because they're like, no, I see that. I've watched my life continue to go up and up and up and I'm not getting hurt. And I'm getting more mobility. I'm having less pain. My golf game is better because I've got more mobility, more strength. They're like, you know, it's, um, this is how it is. Again, this is how it is living in Mexico. Like that's the sacrifice that you make to live in a beautiful place. Sometimes that doesn't have, um, super strong infrastructure as far as internet and things go. So I've had to be flexible in how I work just like even this week, but, um, mm, yeah, just my clients working with my clients. Like, I don't think I'm the be all end all of, of physical physical therapists and yoga instructors, we all have our gifts. I just find the people I resonate with. And intuitively, I just see after working with people, having my hands on people, you just, you know, there's like a deep knowing that I've had and um, really paying attention to what their goals are. But they found me through the courses. They found me through overcoming body stiffness or 14 days final reset, or they bought a course um, that's now in Kajabi. So now that I know what works and I know where people need to start, I can gear my marketing and things towards that. So now I'm really into the heavy marketing phase. And I've really committed myself this year to learning as much as I can about marketing to reading the books, even though I'm getting through like three or four pages. And then I'm like somewhere over here because your brain can only take in so much if it's not interesting. (laughs) You're like, but then you also think because your brain turns on, you're like, okay, how would I speak about this? And then I could do this post and and you just start doing the things and you got to grab a notebook really quick and start scribbling it down. And I think entrepreneurship is a lot about blending both sides of your brain. The right and left, the creative and the analytical side, and really finding the right recipe for you to blend the two together. Some people are really great at it with marketing. They just have all these ideas and they love it. For those of us who are like creators and we want to put out products, we know how it can help. It's sometimes getting the message out there in the right way where people, it grabs somebody and it you give them that, um, what do they call it? Like the attention break, like disruption. You have to be disruptive in, in the, um, the industry. So I'm learning more of that skill. Now, because it's not a strong suit of mine. Do I know the body like the back of my hand? Do I know how to fit people's bodies and help them like grow and change and get out of pain? Absolutely. That's like deep in my bones confidence. Where I'm unsure of myself and unsure of what I'm doing is the marketing aspect. But what do you do? You go to the gym, you work out, you learn how to train it correctly. And what does it do? It gets stronger, it grows. It's the same thing in entrepreneurship. It's the same thing with learning a new skill. Like you have to try, try again, get better, test it. Out, but you know, with marketing, there's so many variables that you don't know what's gonna hit, but you just pay attention to what's doing it. So, for instance, like yesterday, a sale came through off of one of the pipelines that I built. Um, that it comes from my homepage because I'm seeing more people signing up on my homepage for a free lesson. Um, and that's where I would start anybody as I was like, heal your back pain through your toes. I'm like, it all starts in your feet. So I'm like, just that's probably my most valuable lesson. And I've had thousands of testimonials about people. Talking about their feet when they start overcoming body stiffness, they're like, "Oh my god, I'm so much more balanced. I feel the change. This is crazy. Like this is nuts. Like you can even see the difference in the feet." And so I'm like, "Great. You know what? I'm going to give that one away. If anything, if that changes the trajectory for somebody when they're ready for me, they'll come to me." And I think it's releasing that expectation that you know you want that um, that instant hit from you know, the entry point, your opt-in and your lead magnet to start getting them onto the funnel, but sometimes not everybody is in that immediate purchase mode there's got to be there are people who have been with me for like six months and then they're like i'm finally ready for you and i'm like okay i'm here so it's also teaching me to be very patient with it and to keep trying things in the interim and going hey i'm gonna do more of this because this is working instead of like trying to throw a million different spices into the pot and then being like well i don't even know what worked But nobody teaches us this stuff unless you're going to school for marketing, you're reading all the books, and then you start hiring marketing people. But let me tell you, entrepreneurs out there, learn your freaking marketing. Because if you're going to hire a Facebook ad person or a marketer or a social media manager, things like that, you're going to have to know this stuff so you can work with them. And you know if they're doing a good job, you're looking at the numbers, you're looking at the KPIs and things like that. If you don't know what a KPI is, learn what a KPI is and learn how to set it. Because those are the things is where I've lost money. And I've been quote unquote, like screwed over or promised like, you know, you know, the golden promise, we're going to make you so much money. And then it's like, no, I made you a lot of money because all I paid all your fees. And then you're saying, Oh, sorry, your, your offer didn't work. Sorry. The, the the creatives don't work. Oh, this is all you that it gets turned around on you. And I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> this is your job to optimize and to tell me what you need in order that I bring you the best thing. And we get to test a bunch of different things. But so, so that's when I was just kind of like, Hey, I'm going to take this into my own hands. And the best way for me to do this in a way I feel good with is to learn this myself. And I know there's 2 methods of thought with that. And that's what's confusing too. The books, all this information out there is like, don't learn what you don't want to know. And then it's like, well, maybe you should because you should know every aspect of your business. And from my personal experience, I'm a much more confident person and I can show up better when I really have a knowledge of what I'm doing. And I'm secure in it. I'm like, yep, I know how to copyright. Yep. I know that that post that style of post work. Yep. I know that that structure of video work. And you just you start to formulate your little recipe book for your own marketing. And it's personal to you and your community knows that thing. So that's what I encourage people to do is like don't take everything you read to heart. Try it on, see if it works. If it doesn't, change it and find better people and find your expanders who are like market in a way that you love. Cause it's like you don't have to reinvent the wheel, but I'm of course that person that's like, I've got to be new and innovative and <laughs> (laughs) It's all it's all the same stuff. So no, it's it's all an experiment. And I I think uh it's just important to not take everything for you know, take it for what it is, try it on, see if it works. And if it doesn't, you bag it and then you keep what is and it's gonna be unique to you. And we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like there's so many people you can look at that you're like, wow, I love how they do their videos or I love how they structure this. And and if it like the one thing I did learn over time, if it moves you to buy or to sign up, mm, right? Make a note on that and be like, Oh, and then you you bring together a swipe file of people or other influencers or or uh, people in your in your industry that you're like, "I love what they do or how they do this or this and that. I know me on the other side, though I'll be truthful. I'm like, <sighs> well, yeah, they have all this help and they have editors and they have the money and <laughs> da, da 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 How am I going to get to that level? And it's just like, you have to honor where you're at, do as much as you can do with where you're at because then eventually you'll level up. And I'm sure if you scan back through years of their posts, they didn't look like that three, four years ago. Sure. They, we all go like this and just to be patient with the process.
0: No, tell, tell us like, you know, where, where you're at today, what has changed for you as a result of taking this journey?
1: Right now in this very moment, for this podcast, what I'm really learning a lot about is appreciation. Because I've been in such a place in the last couple of years of just focusing on more money, more revenue, getting things that are making me money overnight. Like It's been very financial-based. And that is some programming from the past that's coming up. And really realizing that because it's it's cheating me and it's cheating everybody I want to attract or that is following me or is working with me. Um, it's cheating them out of the magic of what I'm creating and what I do because I'm not showing up fully. Because I'm not appreciating what I already have. I live in a beautiful penthouse uh, that is affordable for me with a private rooftop and jacuzzi. And I can film up there and you know, I'm able to write off some of my home and it's all stuff I created over time and made the decisions and made the leap and sold everything. And I'm like, this is what I'm doing, um, which can be really intimidating and really scary. And um, even learning a new language and getting out there and speaking it and making mistakes. Um, there's such a appreciation for everything that I have have now and realizing it. And in that appreciation, it then levels me up back into my energy where I feel whole to start creating. And I feel like I'm authentically showing up and I don't want to show up if I can't be authentic, but I'm realizing when you feel like you're not authentic, that is being authentic. Cause you can actually admit it and be like, Hey, you know what guys, I feel like burning my business to the ground today because <laughs> X, Y, and Z happened and I'll put it on my um, Insta. And I'm realizing like, wow, when I don't show perfectionism, people really resonate with that because like, Hey, I'm on my entrepreneur journey. I'm going through the same stuff. Like, thank you for sharing that. And I was like, Oh, cause my, my mentality is, Oh, nobody wants to hear a complainer online, you know? And, but I think when you share in a genuine way, like this is really hard and I'm struggling right now, but I'm still going cause I'm committed to my following, to my people, to my audience. And, um, I think just tapping back into that love, that appreciation and that abundant energy is what keeps you excelling in this entrepreneurial journey and, and loving your business. Business and waking up. Like, I'm excited after this to like go to a cafe and work. I'm working with um um, somebody here who's like, Can you help me? Like my IT band and my knee is all messed up. And I was like, Yeah, come over. Like, that's the beauty of like what I can do. It's so flexible. If I want to work with somebody in person, I can. But then I've got my clients I see every week who I adore and love. And then I'm meeting new people every day and and people who I might not work one on one with, but are like, I see you every day because I have your course. How beautiful. That's how we change the world, bigger and realizing. Wow, this is bigger than you, Tristan. Because in in a roundabout way, I just want everybody feeling good. Because you show up better when you feel good for everybody. You're a better friend. You're a better lover. You're a better spouse. Um, you know, you're just a better human overall. And you're able to go through and start healing the deeper parts of yourself when your actual physical body isn't hurting. And then even vice versa, when you hear the you heal the mental self, the physical stuff is not as intense. So you know, we we work just in this lifetime. I just see it as all of us are here to heal and so to become whole again and to really be of service to each other. And if we all come from that place, I mean, the world changes, you know, the world really changes and we need it. Look at pandemic, look at everything we went through and we just got lives ripped apart and now we're able to come back together. So it's like, how do you want to come back together and how do you want to recreate your world? So, um, and it's not getting stuck into like capitalistic mentality and and money mentality or capitalism or all, all the things like, I don't think any of it's evil, but I also think like if you get to too heavy, engrossed into it, it can kind of cheat you out of the more beautiful aspects of life. And I think recognizing that, especially for me in this moment going like, whoa, buddy, you're not appreciating like everything you've built and everything you have and everybody that is showing up, you know, it's like, no, I want more. I want more. I want more. It's like, pack them, like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> and you kind of go, oh no, 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 no. Okay. Namaste. Chill. Like tranquilo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Tristan, this has been a, a really engaging, inspiring conversation. For I think like anyone out there uh, probably has felt some type of stiffness in their life at some point or another. <laughs> so, if they're interested in like learning more about you, checking you out, uh, where's the best place to send them?
1: Uh, you can go to Tristangado.com. There's, um, a button for a free lesson. You can sign up super easy for that heel, your back pain through your toes. It at least gives you some toe mobility and start the stuff you can start with. And then if overcoming body stiffness, the rest of the course to work on every joint level, of the body is your jam. You can do that. You can reach out to me anytime. Like I always respond. It's always me. It's not like a answering service. It's like <laughs> Tristan will be with you in twenty four twenty four 24 hours. I'm literally like, Hey, what's up? Like what's going on? So I, I like to answer people. And, um, so if that's the easiest way to find me. Uh, I am Tristan Gatto on Instagram, and then I'll be posting some free classes on both my Yoga Prehab Facebook group, which is private, um, and anybody can join, and uh, YouTube as well. So awesome! And thanks. Awesome. I love working with entrepreneurs because we sit like this all the time over yeah. our desk. We're like uh, neck and back pain. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, probably all the more so in this particular audience, people who are feeling the, the stiffness of just sitting at the desk. Um. <laughs> well, thank you once again for taking the time. Um, really thank appreciate, you, appreciate you.
1: it. Thanks for bearing with like the Tulum internet. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: no, no, that's great. I think that adds to the adds to the entrepreneurial fun in the mix uh, with a few like <laughs> connection blips. So uh, that's all we have for you all today. I uh, really appreciate you listening and we will look forward to seeing you all next time on the Kajabi Edge podcast.